Hey everybody, this is Brad Shapiro from Saba and I wanna thank you for watching. We're part of the Digital Dive. And if you get a chance to share this and like and comment, or if you're listening on the radio, man, we're so grateful for sabaradio.org. And I, I encourage you to, uh, to add it to your favorites and get back here and listen often to the great music and sermons we have. Um, but today we're with the Digital Dive leaders, Albert Diaz and Eric Hilgers, and we're gonna be going through what we feel is one of the most comprehensive lists to help us go forward in digital evangelism. One of the great uh, things that have happened with the buildings kind of being shut down over COVID was that we all had to start getting out of the buildings using digital more than ever to be able to share the gospel. And so this list, although it might be uh, simple or basic for some, it'll be new for others. And with these uh, kind of tech gurus here and web digital gurus. I think we're going to learn a lot. Uh, so we're going to march through them one by one. And if you were taking notes, I would encourage you to be able to write these things down to because uh, for any kind of church, um, this would be a great, great list to be able to go through. Uh, the first and really uh, uh, maybe the most inexpensive is to have a active social media account to have an active social media account. I know for us as a church plant, um, we did uh, pay for a website to get it really nice and great. And we also, um, is Frank want to be on the digital dive back yeah. there? You know, like, digital uh, dive, Frank, we're recording. I'm gonna, oh, it, it's okay. It. Come on in and on say, in. Oh, man. Frank, you know that, that man is the digital guru right there too, that man back there. Um, so. We have, that's great. I love that. I love Saba and all the great leaders within Saba. So we, we created a website, which was, which was fine, but really a lot of our engagement happened through Facebook. And so right from the gate, right from the beginning, before we were even probably launched, we were having more communication go through Facebook than we were our website by far. So leaders, whoever, whichever one of you guys want to jump in that, what do you think about that as the first baby step to get their active social media account? And you have any words uh, in that direction? Yeah, I, I think that's amazing. Get a social media account because I was researching some stats on just just digital and social media in and of itself. Uh, I want to share a quick couple st stats. One million people are logged on to Facebook. 3.8 million searches were made on Google. One or 4.5 videos were viewed on YouTube and, and 350,000, yeah, 350,000 users are scrolling on Instagram. And this is all in the past minute. So sorry, all these stats were in the past minute. One million people logged on Facebook. Um, so it, it, it's vital to get a social media account. There are so many people logged on to, to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all these social accounts. And if we're trying to reach people with the gospel of Jesus, I think it's a great tool. I think it's like, why not get it? I think if the question isn't, should we be on digital platforms? It's the, the answer is yes. The question is what content are we putting on there and how are we reaching people with it? I mean, there's 7 billion, 7 billion people in the world, 4 billion people use the internet and 3 billion people are on social media. The whole world's interacting online in some way, shape or form. So we need to be on it. We need to get going and create those accounts. Yeah, Albert, any words to add? No, definitely. If you think about it, that's almost half of the population of the world is <laughs> on social media in one form or another. And I, I believe Facebook is like 2.7 billion. 
So really to get going, I mean, where else are you going to get that type of exposure, that much exposure? Now, um, I think with Facebook, you know, it's really easy. It's free. You set up your account, you set up your page, you can stream to it. You can use it for messenger. I mean, you can even use it to, uh, to send money. I know right at the beginning of get of, uh, of COVID several congregations were using it. it. It's, it's kind of an accounting dilemma because you don't know exactly who things are coming from, but in a pinch, it, it provided an, uh, a way for some congregations that didn't have any type of digital giving set up to get some, to get their giving in. And they were also able to still address their congregation, still able to go live with just a very bare minimum. And I mean, in the beginning, this was, this was the streaming platform, really, you know, somebody sitting there holding the phone up, but we built off of that. And as a first step, Facebook and social media is definitely the way to go. I love it. And in fact, I think the giving platform they have is uh, transaction and fee free, which is the only one I've ever heard of that. So they don't charge any, um, you know, that 1% or transaction fee at all. Zero. There is a little delay on getting your funds, you know, from I believe they pay out twice a month. So you have to be a little bit patient with that, but a great tool um, for uh, Connect Church, digital church that we're launching uh, for us. Life groups is great, which we can talk about that later, but social media, um, we could go do a live service, but we saw that very few people, especially because our first few services were even plugged in live, like at that moment, but within the next 24 hours, people had shared it, they had watched, they had referenced it in different ways. And so when you think about that, um, the ability to be able to connect, which is one of the reasons why we're so grateful for Saba and for Dr. Horn um, to be able to encourage Saba to move in this direction, to equip all the churches within Saba uh, in, in digital ways. And we're just beginning. I mean, this is just the digital dive is just the beginning. Wait till you start to see uh, some of the resources that are going to come out of Saba. Um, we're so excited. But it's because of, you know, the, imagine your congregation being able to listen to you anytime, anyplace, anywhere in the world to be able to have prayer requests come in all the wherever they could be, to have everybody network, regardless of how close you are in proximity physically, that's what social media allows us to be able to do and digital tools in general. Mm -hmm. We gotta be consistent with it though, because what do you guys think? I think sometimes people think, oh man, I'm gonna go be the next uh, Stephen Furtick or something, you know, I'm gonna get everybody, like how come, you know, they got, 30,000 views and I'm sitting here looking at it all by myself. You know, like, what do you guys have to say yeah. in response to that? I think you just start, start with what you have and do, do what you can and, and anything and anybody that God has entrusted you with, just be faithful in the small. And I think over time, God's going to, God's going to multiply that. And, and it, it, it's interesting. The Bible talks about faith comes by hearing of the word of God. So the question then becomes, can you hear the word of God through a podcast? Can you hear the word of God through a video or a meme? Absolutely, you can. So these these tools are not used to take the place of interpersonal uh, connection relationships, but it's helped. To, it's used to strengthen them for when you guys do meet up and you do come in, you know, physical contact and, and, and connect. So um, yeah, I, I'd say just, you know, start, start small with what you can, you know, or with what you have and, uh, the rest is just going to take care of itself, but you got to get started because if we never get started, you know, it's just, every, we're not going to go anywhere. So, is it, you know, we, I think we talked about in previous podcasts, not being afraid to fail. I think that also ties into, um, ties into that whole aspect. So. 
Albert, what kind of a digital content do you think would be great to put up there for like a church's social media feed? For a church's social media feed, uh, action, activity, people interacting, uh, things that are being done. You know, um, sometimes you think that, oh, well, because we're not meeting in a physical building right now, we're not getting anything done. But the truth is that there's tons of things that are happening out there. I mean, food pantries are still serving. Uh, community health organizations are still going around their community and helping. You know, there's a lot of ministry is still taking place. And I think Eric hit it on the, on the nail on the head when he said, don't be afraid to fail. Because you know what? You may live stream and you may only have three people viewing you for a month. And that's okay. You know, because Stephen Furtick is Stephen Furtick and there's already a Stephen Furtick out there. So just be yourself, be whoever God has, has constituted you to be. And then uh, just be you because you've been working for your congregation. So your congregation is going to recognize you. Mm-hmm. So just be you, you know, there's no need to um, kind of try and build up a persona or become a, uh, an alter ego type thing, because that just leads to confusion. Yeah. The easiest way is to just be yourself. Just do what, what you do. Yeah, change it a little bit, you know, adapt a little bit because now it is going to be digital. You may, you know, look up at the camera more. You may, uh, during uh, an invitation at the end of a sermon, you may say to those of you who are out there watching, you know, we're thinking about you as well, you know, things like that. And be it, make it interactive for the people that are, are in front of you, but then for the people that are watching. And like, like you said, Chad, somebody may be watching that a week from now, a month from now, a year from now. You know, you don't know how far that message is going to go. It's kind of like it's out there. It's in the ether and it's just moving around. You don't know who's having a rough day and that's going to come across their feed because one of their friends shared it and they're going to watch it. So there's there's a lot of positive to being able to spread a message out like this. Mm -hmm. Yes, good. In, ter- in terms of, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, in terms of content, I, I think, yeah, when you have like a video out or a picture or any, any type of interview or whatever you're putting on the internet, there's a couple ways to kind of reach people with that. Number one would be organic reach. It's when your congregation or friends are sharing the post. They're just constantly pushing it out there and reposting. The second one would be uh, to pay money for ads. Um, you put money behind it and you boost the post that way. But the third one I want to talk about really quickly is uh, SEO. It's search engine optimization. And that's basically just putting like uh, certain keywords or titles that are catchy or hashtags. Um, this is really, it's really, um, it's cost efficient because you're really just making sure you're putting the proper content out. But when you put like a good JPEG up on your video or um, like I said, titles and stuff like that, it also has a, a better chance of reaching folks. So that SEO, I just wanted to hit on, hit on that really quick, a way to get that message out further. is just making sure those little details are all tied up, the, the hashtags, the titles, the JPEGs, uh, what do you call them? The thumbnails and stuff like that. So. So do those hashtags and do they work within Facebook? Do they work on the internet and Google and so forth? How, yeah, how do they? I, I think they work on, yeah, they work inside. I know when you post a vid- or upload a video to YouTube, they have, they have a section down there at the bottom that says, you know, put your hashtags um, or keywords that when people type in like a certain, like Jesus or church or ministry, that video has, a, I don't know the percentage, but that video has a little bit higher percentage of popping up when they type in. Um, you know, those, those words. So yeah, they, they work within the system, within Facebook, Instagram. That's YouTube. great. 
So one thing, just like all of these, all learning is we try to learn from people that are further down the path than us. And that's why I love hanging out with Albert and Eric, because they're like, it's not, they're on a different path entirely than me. So I get to be able to learn from them every day. But that's the same way. Go on the internet to ministries that you like, watch kind of the content they have. And of course, they have a maybe sometimes a bigger audience or further down the path than you. So don't get, don't get frustrated at comparing your numbers to them, but look at what they're doing, what kind of stuff they're, they're sharing, because they, they put some thought behind that. And that might be contributing to how they've grown in the way that they have. So um, going to Facebook Live will get you more uh, organic views typically than just a post. Uh, keep in mind what Eric talked about in terms of boosting and paying for ads. A lot of times Facebook, they know uh, that the brands uh, are trying to share something. It's not just your personal page where you're sharing with your friends and family. They know that if you created a page, it's because you're trying to share a vision. So they organically, uh, their algorithms will not share that to everybody's newsfeed uh, out there because they're, they're hoping that you will go pay for it, that you will boost those posts. And it does not have to cost you know, a thousand dollars a week or anything like that. A I, there was a there was a boost you posted for SabaRadio.org on uh, when we first started. Just a photo yeah. put five dollars behind it. I think, right? Yeah, I think it was five bucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what did it do? It was I, like I think so it, it got like. And here's my theory behind that with with Facebook. And I don't know if this is true, but when you first create an account uh, or a, or a fan page or something like that, and you boost your first post. No matter what the amount is, Facebook will blast it out further because they want to hook, they want to hook you to get you to be on the ads thing. And that's what I think happened because we put five bucks behind it and we got thousands of views. We got hundreds of likes, like 46 comments on five bucks. So I think, I don't know if Insta or uh, Facebook kind of is trying to hook us, but the ads do work. I do want to say, I'm not knocking the ads. It was such a beautifully designed photo. That, that <laughs> Yeah, it was the, the perfect. Yeah, I think they were like, well, here's. You put five dollars, but here's what five hundred would do. Exactly. exactly. Oh, uh, yeah, they, they, they definitely tried to wow us with that, but it works. It, it works, and it's so customizable. You can customize it for the city, for the area. Mm -hmm. You can even customize it to a zip code or a neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You're having a, a community outreach event, and you want to saturate your neighborhood. You can do a very isolated, like seven eight two zero one area code, or Delview neighborhood you know, isolated kind of promo and you can blast it around to the people around you and you will get the same exposure that you would have gotten covering the whole city, except now it's concentrated. Yeah. I love it. You can I even it. put it to a specific household. If you're trying to reach Albert's house, you could just do it. On exactly. Screen. That would be cool. Click on the house. <laughs> put it to a specific person. There's I a dog is barking late at night. You know? <laughs> right. So fun interactive posts i would also encourage you to get other people involved from your church you'll know, get them on there um it's business there's a saying facts tell stories sell um and so the stories that we have from in the church right of different people you know that are telling their testimony that they're excited about this they're excited about that and grabbing them on video and doing different things uh in that nature um will help them be more enthusiastic about sharing it as well because they feel part of it 
but also keep it live, live, life, uh, keep it fresh and light. The other thing I was talking about before about going live, live feeds do show a little bit more often than just a video posted. Um, if you premiere it, which you can research that about how to premiere it, it's similar to going live, but you can schedule it in the future and you can kind of uh, package the video more than a live will be able to do. So those are some things. Real quickly, if one of you guys has screen share, I do want to walk them through about those three little dots and how to encourage their people to um, add it to their favorites. If you could pull up a page somewhere where we can kind of show, because if, if you teach your congregation and the different people, I mean, we would love for you to do this with Saba's fan page, as well as Saba Radio's fan page when you get a chance. But there's, it, it will be by default um, to kind of show sporadically. But you can go into the settings of your, of your follow settings and you can switch it to favorites and then you'll see most every post. And if you teach your people at your church to do this, um, then that will be it will help them be able to engage that much easier. Uh, if anybody's got a chance to be able to show that. Oh, Albert, do you have the screen sharing settings on yours? Uh, yeah, let me get that up here. Okay. It's uh, if they see it in their newsfeed, obviously they can go like and comment and then and then Facebook looks at that as like, hey, this is a good post to, to do. So you see those three little dots next to the magnifying glass. Right there, if you if you and you click on follow settings. It is clicked on default right there. You see the blue dot. So if somebody were to switch it on to favorites. It says you'll see these posts higher in your newsfeed. So every single person that you have do this will see your posts more often than when they like them and comment. That's something that Facebook picks up on in their algorithm and say, hey, I should show this post more often because it's got some engagement. If there's if it's crickets and nobody's engaging at all, then they think let's just bury this thing and nobody needs to see it. So if you can get a core group of your people to really engage Quickly, often um, in different ways, and and they'll do that by switching it off of default and getting on to favorites. Perfect, Albert. That's that's great. And you might even want to do a video for your people to show them how to do these things because again, you take five, ten, fifteen people that start to actually see all your posts more regularly, and they go on there and like them. It's just a simple like. It's free for them to do. Like them. Sometimes share. Sometimes comment. Watch what happens to your page. It will start to feel like there's a lot of action um, and you'll you'll see Facebook will share the post more organically. So we're going to wrap it up right there. We will, we have many other digital strategies. We're going to be talking about evangelism. This is the first one. Thank you guys. You're absolutely brilliant. Come listen to SabaRadio.org um, so that you can hear all these great sermons and podcasts and music Get on and, and let us help uh, with all your digital needs as we start to expand uh, what Saba is doing to be able to be a blessing to your churches and the different businesses involved in our city and beyond. And God bless you. Thanks, guys. Love it. Thank you. Thank you.